Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. It is that time of the year. We are so close to the start of basketball season, and we figured, why the heck not? I think now's as good a time as any to catch up with the head coach of the Mox and Dan Earl. We'll also hear from his seven-footer, Jake Stevens. We'll talk with both of those guys coming up here in just a minute. Do not forget, Mox basketball tickets on sale now. Get yours by heading over to GoMox.com. You can do that. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review to Mox on the Mic. You can download it on all of the podcast platforms. We'd love to have you be able to tell your friends about it as well. If you're on Apple Podcast, we appreciate your five-star ratings. Leave us a review. It helps us find Mock fans and it helps mock fans find us. Glad to have you with us this week. Let's hop right into it. Let's talk some hoops. We'll sit down with the big man, the head man, Dan Earl, Chattanooga head basketball coach, joins us first. So are you settled in? Are everybody moved? Everything here? You guys good yeah, to go? We are. We are. We still have some boxes that we're uh, you know, unpacking and putting in different places, but we are settled in. We got a, a house uh, up in Hickson and uh enjoy that a nice little community my girls are at battle academy so they're enjoying that and uh my wife's figuring out she's going to start substitute teaching doing some hiking getting the house in order all that good stuff so we're enjoying it let's talk basketball now you you've been able to get your guys back on the court uh for over the last couple of weeks uh kind of what's that been like what are you trying to get accomplished this time of the year yeah it's been great uh so you know, it used to be Midnight Madness where October 15th for most years was the first day that college basketball started. Uh, so it was kind of excitement. Everybody started then. You couldn't do much before then. But now we get them eight hours a week prior to that. So we get to see them really from the start of school. And then you had them during the summer as well. So for us in particular, it's been good because we're getting our style of play and terminology and the way we operate and do things kind of all out of the way, if you will. And I say that, and it's amazing. It's an exciting time of year because it's the season's about three weeks away, but you want to kind of hit pause or, or keep working. So there's some, because there's so much work to do. So, but it's good to have them on the court. Um, we flipped probably right at the end of September, we were allowed to go up to 20 hours a week. So that was first official practice. And essentially we're doing very similar things, just putting more stuff in and then practice is just, a little bit longer. Um, as you know, Chris, there's, you want them playing, you want them in shape, you want them, you know, shooting and working on defense, but there's so many things like, you know, if a team presses, you got to be prepared for a press or a team plays zone, you got to be prepared for that. So a lot of stuff to put in. What has you the most excited about this group right now? Yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of things, one, just a, a good group of high character guys, which is what works well with us as a coaching staff, right? You want to, coach guys that in general listen that are in general or coachable there's always going to be moments uh whenever you're dealing with people in you know on the whole so uh but but they're a, a good group of guys and then i think we have a lot of different parts right jake stevens came with us from vmi he's a proven uh player in the southern conference you know scored about 20 points 10 rebounds uh we have some quick little guards um, you know, we have some guys that can make shots. Jamal Johnson's a transfer from UAB. Uh, so we have some different pieces and dynamics. Now it's going to be, you know, seeing how those pieces all fit together. Uh, but I'm excited. We got some guys that can play basketball. What's your biggest concern right now? 
Yeah, you know, I I don't know that I have a concern. I, I think you have the 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 one concern of being injury free, and we have a couple guys back banged up. That usually happens around this time of year. Um, you know, another thing, Chris, we have a lot of pieces, um, so we have a lot of depth. But you know, you can't play thirteen, fifteen, or whatever guys. So at some point, it's going to break off a little bit. And as a coach, you always worry, while I just said we have really high character guys, all of a sudden minutes are handed out or you lose a big game or two. And then what is the reaction from guys? So what we ask our guys to do is stay on board, um, you know, trust us as a staff and we got to trust them as players and work while you wait if your number is not called in any particular game. But again, we have a lot of different guys that can come in and impact the game. So that's going to be challenging in who plays and how much, and it might change from day in to day out. Season tickets on sale, by the way. You can go over to gomox.com and uh, and get yours. Coach, I want to talk schedule for a uh, for a moment because I love this non-conference schedule that, that you guys have put together. Lipscomb, Belmont, MTSU, the College of Charleston. That's an old, old Southern Conference team coming back. Uh, you got road trips to Ole Miss. You got a road trip to Georgia. How much of this was already in place prior to you coming? How much of this has the Dan Earl touch to it? Yeah, it's uh, probably a little bit more 50 than 50-50. So it's probably about you know 60 or 70%. Um, it was already in place, a good amount of those. I, I'd say actually 50-50 now that I think about it. But some of those are back-end games from the previous year. So And it fit pretty well. You know, we want to test ourselves against, you know, everyone knows the high major opponents, if you will, uh, the SEC opponents. Those are fun games. You kind of see where you're at and you play in some fun environments. But like you said, we're playing very high level, uh, you know, true mid-major, if you will, teams that have, you know, historic programs. So um, not only that, that have been good recently, but well-coached programs. I mean, you look at Lipscomb, I'm, I'm pretty close with Lenny Acuff. He's a heck of a coach and they got a great program. And, you know, as you said, you mentioned a bunch of the teams with Murray State, College of Charleston. You know, we have a lot of middle, um, a lot of really good programs that we're playing against. So, um, you know, it, it's great. You, you worry a little bit as a coach because we do have a bunch of new guys and we lost a lot of production from last year, like 80 some odd percent of our points and rebounds and all that stuff. So, um, but it'll be fun. It'll be challenging. And I think it prepares you for, as you know, a, a very tough Southern conference year in and year out. Uh, there's something to be said about playing some of those regional teams too, like an MTSU, a Belmont, a Lipscomb. It's an easy travel day for you guys to go play. It's great for our fans to be able to travel, but at the same time, when you get the return visit here, it's great to see their fans come into the McKenzie Arena. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you can play regional teams that are like teams that are good, and you mentioned Belmont as well, you know, like uh, just a, a very, very good basketball program. So, yeah, for them to come into here or we travel on the road, I think you can get more fans from the opposing team and uh, hopefully people will be excited about it. So we we really like our schedule. It'll be challenging, uh, but you know you got to get after it again to prepare yourself for the SoCon. You've uh, you've been at this for a while now. Has scheduling changed since the pandemic? It really has, um, and I, I think a little bit. You know, maybe pandemic wise, uh, but really the transfer the transfer portal, Chris. Um, and just the timing of it all, right? So 
coaches were, I don't want to speak for everybody, but we're all a little neurotic and we want to make sure <laughs> we're doing the right thing for our guys, for our players, for our program. So you're challenging yourself, but not biting off more. You can chew. And some coaches are in different situations and their programs in a different situation. If you think you have a really good chance for the NCAA tournament, you might schedule up a little bit. If you're trying to get some wins, you have a younger team, you might, um, you know, try to get more like opponents, if you will, uh, but but what I've seen is the timing of it all. Like this is the latest I've ever been involved in it this way. And a lot of schools, like when we released our schedule, I felt like it was late and I apologize to the fans for that. But there was, I think, a hundred other teams of 358 that still hadn't or a hundred plus that hadn't released their schedule. And wow. the reason for that is coaches want to see who's on that team and on your squad, right? So while you would do it in advance, a lot of times now they want to see, hey, what transfers is this program getting or, you know, who's leaving this program uh, so they know what they're scheduling. So it's been challenging to say the least. And then as you try to round out the schedule, as you know, you have all those moving parts of, you know, uh, finals for this program or that program or this program's in a tournament, they can't change a game. So figuring it out and rounding it out, that's always been a challenge, but certainly was this year as well. Will you guys have a, a, a closed scrimmage against another Division One opponent? Yeah, we do. We have two of them, actually. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I can't mention who they are, uh, but uh, we're one on the road and one at home uh, over the next two weeks prior to the season. So we'll we'll do that. And, and those are great, right? They allow you to kind of see where you're at. You'll play against a little different styles, um, different ways, but, and it's a little bit controlled, right? You try to let them play for the most part, but sometimes at the end of, uh, the scrimmage, you can go 40 minutes and then add another 10 for some guys that didn't play as much or ask a team to, you know, play, you know, situations or some possessions of, Hey, play all zone defense or all man to man, but deny us or what have you. So you can work on some different things and it allows the guys to, They've been banging against each other for, you know, uh, weeks on end. So it allows them to go against somebody else. So those are really important. Those are almost kind of like, uh, like in the NFL where they do the combined practices leading up to a, leading up to a preseason game. Sometimes it's, it's almost the sort of the same thing in basketball, right? It's to a degree, it is a, there's some practice going on because there's, there, there's some teaching that's, that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you like to let them go up and down and let the it's sometimes the first time with officials or maybe the second time if you, you might bring them into a practice of your own. Um, so you want them to, to be fairly natural, right, where it's a game like. But there are times where, especially if you ask the other coach and you're on board the same way, where you'll just stop it in the middle of it as a coach and say, hey, can you see this? This is what's going on. Why wouldn't you be in this uh, position on defense or what have you. So they are very valuable where you can teach. You don't want to stop it all the time, but you can teach on the fly. So, uh, there's time I want times I want to stop games right in the <laughs> middle of it and be like, Hey, come over and play help defense or what have you. But, uh, you're not allowed to do that. Unfortunately. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the conference. Now we've got uh, Southern conference media days coming up, uh, for basketball here. I, I guess it's going to be coming up next week, but, a little bit about the rest of the Southern Conference right now as as you see it. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, it's always very, very competitive, as you know. You know, during my time in the Southern Conference, we've ranked anywhere as high as maybe 9 to maybe 15 or so, something like that. 
Um, so, you know, of 32 conferences. So very competitive, very good coaches. There's been some coaching changes in the last couple years with, you know, Steve Forbes or Mike Young or Wes Miller moving on, but very good coaches that have come in. And you have a lot of different styles of play. So, um, you know, this year I think it'll be competitive uh, from top to bottom. But, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at Furman and Samford to be very good uh, towards the top. And then, as you know, ETSU and Wofford and Mercer, I don't want to leave anybody out, but uh, very good programs that will be uh, super competitive. And, you know, much like I was talking about scheduling is sometimes you don't fully know until you get out there, meaning you got transfers from this program or that program and certainly incoming freshmen. And how do they, you know, mold or, or get into the mix with uh, your current guys? So um, there'll be some surprises as well. But I think the Southern Conference will be very, very good as always. You know, Coach, I've argued now for the the last couple of years when you 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 mentioned the RPI rankings for the conference, and you know this isn't a this isn't a low major conference anymore. This is this is a true mid major, if not a little bit better than than mid major conference. What do we need to do from the conference standpoint to get that second bid into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it really has been just outstanding, you know, and not to to bend your ear about it, but, you know, when I was looking to go to VMI, my former boss, Ed DeCellis, was at uh, ETSU back in the day prior to going to Penn State. So he's familiar with the Southern Conference. And, you know, at the time, I remember him telling me, hey, you know, you know, VMI is a great job, but a challenging job. And uh, but some of the other schools that are have been good over the years, and uh, you know, I'll forget some of the College of Charleston, Davidson, you know, you, you know, a lot of those programs have been in. He was like, yeah, some of those programs have left that are really supportive. So maybe you can go in and mess around and win some games. And I, I got into the conference. I was like, what is going on? Right. Just, you know, the Wofford teams have been outstanding and ETSU and on and on. So, um, you know, it's so hard nowadays because the high majors get so many of the bids, but we've been right there. I think there's been one, two, three years that I've been in the conference where if the one seed didn't win, uh, you know, one year Wofford stands out. If they didn't win, we would have had two teams. It's very difficult. I think you have to schedule appropriately, certainly, especially the teams that do have a chance uh, to be that good. Um, and then financially, just trying to make sure we're supporting all the programs, right? Whether that's scheduling or, um, you know, just financially on the whole, um, you know, supporting travel, all those things that we're operating uh, like a true, very good mid-major. And I think the conference is doing a good job of that and understands it. So we, we do have a lot of support, but continuing to support it because, again, SoCon basketball has been outstanding. And it's it's not just about scheduling, right, Coach? It's it's about winning some of those games, too. you you got to win your share against whether that's the SEC, the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, whoever. you, you got to get some wins in some of those matchups, too, don't you? Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's why, you know, there's some varying opinions on some of that. But if you if you feel good about your chances in conference of being like maybe a top third team or a chance to win the conference, you can go out and schedule a little bit more aggressively in the non-conference, right? Because some people would argue, yeah, to your point, the only way to win those games is you have to have them on your schedule, right? So you can get a little more creative. And then the thought process is if you lose those games non-conference, 
okay, the only way you're going to make it anyway is to win the conference tournament. Um, I, I do think for some people you have to be careful because you want to do right by your team and everything. And if everybody schedules too hard, um, part of your point is, hey, you're not going to get wins across the board and then that'll hurt the conference. So it kind of depends on the goals of your program in that given year, you know, for any program uh, in the Southern Conference. And you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. But if you think you have a shot at, you know, uh, finishing, you know, first or second or third in the regular season, uh, but if you schedule well enough then and you beat some of those teams to your point, then you might be able to get an at-large that way. We know about Jake Stevens, coach. I, I think he's certainly been been talked a, a lot about by Chattanooga fans since he got to town. But you got some other transfers. Uh, tell us about those guys and, and who's impressed here in the early going. Yeah, w w I feel good about you know a lot of the transfers that we got. Um, a couple of them been banged up a little bit, so we haven't had them recently. Um, but you know, Jamal Johnson's a, a young man from UAB. He's been in a couple different stops, and he can really shoot the ball. He's got good length. He's long on defense, um, and he's been through you know the wars of uh, highly competitive Division One basketball. So he's done some really good things. Dalvin White's a, a little guard from USC Upstate that really has a good feel, knows how to play, makes others around him better, can make shots, and he, but he's really savvy, so he knows how to play. Um, and then Demetrius Davis is a, a young man that was at the junior college ranks, uh, has come in. He's kind of got an interesting path in that he's grown maybe four, four-plus inches since his high school days. So he didn't have a stellar high school career, but he's really long, 6'8", uh, really long, can get to the rim, can make a shot from the outside, and he's got a bright, bright future as well for us. So so we have a lot of different points. Christian Corsalt's been a little bit, uh, a lot of different uh, parts. Christian Corsalt's been a little banged up, um, but he's certainly a guard that's you know can play defense and can can drive in and create for himself So uh, as well. So we have a lot of different parts uh, transfer-wise as well. Two true freshmen on, on the roster. What do you expect from from those guys this season? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I feel really good about them, you know, knock on wood. Now, they haven't gone through a college basketball season, but rolling forward, I feel really good about them. Uh, Brody Robinson is a young man from Houston, Texas. Um, you know, not the biggest guy, but he plays with a lot of heart, uh, snaps the ball when he passes it, can make outside shots, and really creative, plays hard. I think the fans are going to really enjoy uh, watching him play. So, uh, and then Sam Alexis is a young man from, from Orlando, Florida, uh, about six, eight, six, nine. He's had some, uh, very, very good practices and he's a, a big kid, uh, can shoot from the outside as well, but he can really score around the block and is a good defensive presence. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting, you know, you got to figure out how well they adjust to college basketball. Um, but I could see them playing and playing sooner rather than later, certainly, um, but also rolling forward, just really, really excited about them. I'm going to ask something, and I may be getting too deep in the woods for for this point uh, in the year. This may be a better question in, in a couple of weeks. But when you take Jake off the floor, I mean, that's a seven-footer uh, that's coming off. We don't, we don't get too many of those type guys, certainly seven-footers with his skill set in the Southern Conference. When he comes off the floor, what does this basketball team looks like? Who goes in in his place? And does the style of play change if Jake Stevens isn't out there? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, he certainly helps things on both sides of the floor, right? But, um, 
you know, so I don't think the style play will change tremendously. Um, some of the guys that could take, you know, take some minutes there. Sam Alexis is one. Casey Hankton is uh, a guy, obviously, everyone's familiar with. He's had a really good career here at Chattanooga. He's, you know, maybe not your typical center, but he's a strong kid. He's, uh, you know, knows how to play and, uh, you know, can bang with the guys. So um, that's another guy that could play. And then, you know, Demetrius Davis or Randy Brady, you know, some guys that we want to go a little bit smaller as well. So things might change a little bit. You obviously won't have defensively the rim protection that you might have otherwise. Uh, but, you know, and ball screen defense, we might play it a little differently. If you have a smaller guy, you might be able to do some things there, whether it's trapping or hedging or being more aggressive ball screen defense wise. So, so there's some things we'll tweak um, both offensively and defensively, but we'll stay with a similar style, um, you know, and it just be different a little bit. Is there any hope that, Honor Huff can get on the, the court this season? I think you always have to have hope, right, Chris? <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, it, 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 we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, as of right now, unfortunately, he is not able to play. Um, I know there's been some talks out there, what have you. And, you know, it, it's, it's difficult because, you know, the decision-making obviously is higher than my pay grade. But, uh, you know, what's difficult is that he's the only guy – uh, in the nation, as people know, that has to sit according to this rule. So, um, so it's it's tough in a lot of ways. Um, but he's a great young man, and either way, we we certainly would love for him to be able to play. Um, but if he's not, he'll use this year to get bigger, stronger, faster. Um, he'll help out in practice tremendously, but he'll work on his development. And I think he'll be even better a year from now. Can you tell us what's the, what the next step is in that process for him and his eligibility? Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know if there is a next step. I think it's just, uh, you know, if time passes and somebody, you know, uh, you know, the, the higher ups, if you will, uh, you know, reconsider or, you know, bring it up in league meetings or that kind of thing again. But um, as of now, unfortunately, he will not be able to play. But, uh, you know, there's still some time between now and the season. Last time we spoke, and it's been a while uh, since we had you here. You were still working on building a staff, I think, the last time uh, we were able to talk to you. Uh, as we 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 close up this conversation, a little bit about those guys that uh, th that you've brought here with you. Yeah, I feel great about my staff, and you know we speak about it a lot, but uh, I think it's so important to have the right guys on the bus, right? The right people on the bus um, within your organization, and part of what we do is certainly coaching basketball and you want to win games and that's ultra important, but you also want high character people around your guys so that we can help, uh, you know, teach people morals and values and the way to live life. So I feel great about these guys, but they're also very good basketball minds. Uh, Andrew Golfsky is a guy that came with us, was uh, with us at VMI. He's very good basketball coach, uh, you know, in all facets. So I'm lucky to have him. He kind of knows what we do as a program. Scott Greenman is somebody I know. Uh, he was at American most recently. He's been at Georgetown. He worked with my brother at Princeton. He's a former Princeton basketball player. So he knows our style. And then I'm very familiar with him as a person. And then Kenneth White came with us from Campbell. I'm very good friends with their head coach, uh, Kevin McGann, and I've known Kenneth for a number of years now. He actually played high school ball here in Chattanooga 
Um, he was at Macaulay for a little while. So he's familiar with the area. He coached in Memphis, some high school ball as well, but all very high character guys. And then we've rounded out our staff with a bunch of different uh, people, whether it's uh, director of basketball operations, who's Tom Kiley, who came with us from VMI as well, works his tail off. He's got a bright, bright future. We have a couple of GAs and Eli Stein and Alan Treacle, and then another uh, special assistant, uh, Logan Doms, who came with us from VMI. So, um, so I feel really good about our staff on the whole, like I said, high character people, but also very good basketball minds. Coach, I'm excited. I'm ready to get this thing going. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Yeah, no doubt. I'm super excited as well. And, uh, thanks for having me. So go Mox. Appreciate coach Earl for giving us some time. Now it's our conversation with Jake Stevens. I don't know that there's been anybody that folks have been more excited to see in a Chattanooga uniform in a long, long time than Jake Stevens. We'll get his thoughts on going back to VMI and playing his thoughts on Dan Earl. Is he any different at Chattanooga than he is at VMI? And we'll also uh, talk about how much he's been working. I've been in the arena a couple of times over the last couple of weeks and Jake's out on the floor getting shots up. So uh, excited to get this season underway. And our conversation with Jake Stevens. Well, Jake, I come, um, you know, traipsing through the arena about once a week. And I, I think every week I've, I've been there, you're on the floor getting shots up. What kind of work are you, uh, what kind of work are you getting in right now? Uh, we're just trying to get ready for the season. Just trying to stay prepared mentally, physically, uh, any way I can, um, you know, just excited about the opportunity I've been given. You've competed against Casey and AJ and a couple other guys on this roster before. What's it like oh, being yeah. a teammate now? Oh, I mean, it's it's much easier this way because, uh, you know, they're certainly not easy to prepare for and bring a lot of good stuff to the table, um, especially, you know, AJ with his you know late game hitting big shots. I tell Casey all the time he's one of the, one of the toughest defenders to go against and uh, obviously Grant and Jamal. Um, and all the other guys are, are great too. So I'm excited to be on this side of things. And uh, I think we have a lot of good pieces this year. You're no stranger to a uh, podcast. You've got <laughs> yeah. one of your own. Tell folks about it. Uh, so, yeah, my podcast uh, is called Catching Fire. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have an interesting story and, and uh, you know, I have wanted to share that. Um, and, uh, and I think a lot of other people kind of feel the same way. So I, you know, interview some college athletes uh, and try to get their story out there as well as mine. So it's been pretty cool so far. Is there an ultimate podcast guest for you? Is there somebody you'd like to have on, but you haven't yet? Uh, I mean, Terrell Owens, he's going to be a good one one day. I feel like that's uh, coming in the future. Uh, former UTC guy, of course. So he'll be a fun one. You're clearly comfortable now behind a, behind a microphone. Is this something you think about? Maybe it's something I want to do when this basketball thing is over. I mean, you never know. You never know where the world takes you. Uh, you know, I, I love basketball and, you know, it's given me so much. If I could, you know, get my, my foot in coaching, I think that's probably the first step. And then, you know, kind of take it from there. But yeah, I, I love being behind the mic. I love talking to people. So kind of makes sense. What kind of coach do you think you'd be? Uh, I mean, ideally, I'd, you know, be an NBA skills development guy, you know, working with big men or, or something along those lines. But, uh, you know, I'm open to anything. Uh, you know, my parents are both in the school system. So, you know, being even a high school coach would be amazing. Now, we talked with uh, we talked with Coach Earl a, a few minutes ago, and 
kind of got to pick his brain a little bit about some of the newcomers uh, on this on this roster. You're not the only transfer. You're probably the guy people are most familiar with because you came over from VMI. But right. tell us a little bit about some of the some of the other new guys on this uh, on this roster. Yeah, I mean, you said it best. We got a lot of new guys, and uh, you know, really, you know, aside from being an honor, everybody's new to to coach's system. I mean, a lot of new guys to Chattanooga, but you know, more importantly, people are new to the to the way we play basketball. Um, but no, I think we have, you know, like I said earlier, we got a lot of good pieces. Uh, you know, a few Demetrius, Jamal Johnson, um, Christian Corsault, Dalvin White, uh, and then obviously guys like Randy. Randy Brady, Johnny Taylor, Ashton, you know, all the guys, you know, really just collectively, we have just a really good group of talent and, you know, we're pushing each other, you know, day in and day out. And I think we can, you know, make a good push at this thing. You're obviously a, a very decorated player. And I think folks know how your skill set and how hard you work. Do you see yourself as a leader? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you get thrown into roles that, you know, you may or may not want. You know, unfortunately, you know, this one happens to be one that, you know, I'm, I'm welcoming and, and excited about. And, uh, you know, really just, you know, you get to teach the guys the offenses, you know, as they kind of go along and you get to help them, you know, kind of figure things out. So it's it's a little different than than it was at VMI where everybody kind of knew what they were doing. And you just kind of be had, had to be out there and just be vocal with them. Now it's kind of a, a different form of leadership where it's more teaching and, uh, you know, kind of showing people and having some patience. So. You know, it's it's good. It's challenging, but I, you know, I enjoy it so far. Is Coach Earl different at Chattanooga than he was at VMI, or is is he pretty much the same guy? No, you're not the first person to ask me this. No, he's he's the same guy. He's the same guy. He's a uh, you know, great coach. You know, great person. Great mentor. You know, we're actually going to lunch later today, and uh, you know, he likes to keep that that door keeps his office door open. So you can go in there and talk with him anytime. He always make time for you. Um, and that's something I've really tried to take advantage of as I've gotten older is just kind of going in there and picking his brain. Cause he does know so much about the game. Have you thought at all about what it's going to be like later this year when you go back to VMI to play? I have, I have thought a lot about that. I can't wait, honestly. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's always a, a raucous atmosphere there. And, uh, you know, normally I'm on the, I'm on the good side of things, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the challenge. Uh, you know, I hope they hope they bring out a lot of fans and I hope, uh, to see some, some of my old friends and stuff, but, uh, at the end of the day, I know it's all love up there and, uh, I'm excited just to get back up there and see those guys. Tell us a little bit of your thoughts on this schedule. We talked with, uh, with coach Earl about it a little while ago um, your thoughts, obviously some opportunities to play against some power five opponents. I told coach, the one thing I love about it is there's some really good mid-major competition on this, uh, on this schedule. That's that's and, and a lot of local teams as well, like yep. Belmont and Lipscomb and MTSU and some of those types. Give me your thoughts on this schedule. Do you, do you look ahead or are you just focused on the college of Charleston right now? No, I mean, I can't help but, you know, kind of look at the schedule as a whole and, and you know, really appreciate the work that the coaching staff and, you know, Coach Kylie has, has gotten the schedule out for us and they've done a great job with it. And, uh, you know, like you said, we have a lot of good games in Tennessee and, you know, I think we're going to uh, do well kind of controlling the state. Um, and we have an opportunity to show that, you know, we're one of the best teams in the state. And, uh, I mean, it's been a goal of mine since I got to college to win a Power 5 game and, 
haven't been able to accomplish that yet. So I'm glad I have a couple more chances at that. But it's a great schedule, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited. Can't wait to get started. But like you said, hey, first game of College of Charleston. Let's go at those guys. Uh, Jake, I think we're all excited to see you on the floor and uh, and get to see you in the in the right uniform for a change. So <laughs> we look we look forward to it, man. I appreciate the time as always, and we will uh, we will certainly talk again as we go through this season. All right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate uh, Coach Earl and Jake Stevens giving us some time this week here on Mox on the Mic. Don't forget, if you don't have your basketball tickets yet, go mox.com and get all the details there. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson, for putting this all together. Thanks to you guys for joining us again this and every week on Mox on the Mic. We'll catch up with you again next week, right back here. We'll look forward to having you with us. Until then, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.